Well, it is so exciting uh, just to be able to see how God works in and through uh, the local church. I just want to thank you for being with us this morning. If you are online at uh, springbrook.live, we are so glad that you are with us. Uh, You should have had an opportunity to fill out an online connection card. Up in the right-hand corner is a place for you to click a link. Um, But we'd love the opportunity to get to know you. Um, There's a place for you to uh, just engage with us and chat if you have any questions. Uh, We've got our online uh, prayer partners with you if you'd like somebody to pray with you. But uh, we are so glad that you are with us this morning. It's, It's exciting to be a part of the body of Christ. And if you're in person with us this morning, we're glad that you're with us as well. Uh, you should have uh, got a, a connection card that's sitting there on the side of your chair. If you want to just take a few moments, um, you can fill that out. There's a collection box at the back. You can drop it in uh, on your way back uh, on the way out this evening or this morning. Hey, uh, we are just uh, glad that you are with us. And uh, I just want to encourage you, if you want to know a little bit more about Springbrook, how to get connected here, we're going to be talking a little bit more about some upcoming starting point workshops. And so uh, we want to help people get connected uh, so they can experience uh, what it means to be a part of something bigger than themselves. It is so exciting to be a part of the local body of Christ. And if we can help you in any way get connected, please let us know. And if you have a story that you'd like to share with our Springbrook family, I would love the opportunity to set some time up uh, with you to record that. You can come in during the week. Uh, Pastor Matt or myself will get you set up. But if you have a story that you would like to share uh, that you know would be an encouragement to others at Springbrook, we'd love to get those from you as well. So just let us know. Um, you can go to springbrook.org slash my story, or just uh, put something in the chat or reach out to us. But we'd love the opportunity um, to, uh, to capture your story uh, that you can share where God is at work in your life. I know God's at working. Uh, amen. Uh, but it's always fun for us to be able to celebrate those together. Hey, I also just want to let you know that our year-end offering closed out uh, this past week, and um, praise God, we uh, fully funded that year-end offering, so I want to thank you for your faithfulness and your giving. And um, our year-end offering is going to be going to, uh, to supplement our Helping Hand Fund, where we help uh, families in crisis and need uh, in our local church. Uh, we also work with our community and our nation and our world, and so our our Acts 1-8 year-end offering got fully funded. And I just want to thank you so much for your faithfulness and your giving that is enabling uh, this ministry to not just survive, but really uh, be effective at reaching our community and our world for Christ. And so thank you for that. Also wanted to let you know that we've had over 50 people have signed up for our Bible reading plan this year. Between 50 and 60 people are reading through the Bible. And so um, if you are uh, on that YouVersion Bible app, we want to encourage you to uh, read along what they see each day. And if you're reading something on your own, maybe you're not using the Eurovision Bible app, maybe you're doing a devotion or something on your own, um, we've got a, a Facebook group and a MeWe group set up for Springbrook where we can encourage each other, uh, share with each other what we're learning as we go through this year, uh, reading God's Word together. And so if you want to know more information about that, you can go to uh, springbrook.org 2021. You get the information uh, there. Um, our Kid City kicked off their uh, Kid City home last week, and so um, our kids are worshiping uh, along with their teachers uh, and other of their uh, classmates uh, at home through our uh, Kid City at home. Um, it's going to be going actually to the end of February, the first week of March, and so uh, we're working on plans right now to uh, start our in-person Sunday morning back up for our children's ministry, and so you'll be hearing some more information about that soon. Uh, but if you've got children and you want to help get them connected, um, you can go to our website there again, Kid City at Home. We've got all the information for you up to help them get kicked, uh, get connected. Our shoe boxes, uh, if you are sent a shoe box in uh, at the end of December um, with Samaritan's Purse, um, we have a link now available for you. Uh, you can actually track that box. So we have sent boxes to uh, Colombia, Chile, Rwanda, Ghana, Zambia. And so um, you can log on to uh, springbrook.org slash shoe box. 
and you can track your shoeboxes, see where that went. You get some status updates for that. So I want to thank uh, Bill and Becky Atkinson for uh, just working with uh, that ministry. It's exciting to see how we've been able to, uh, to help and celebrate Christmas with kids around the world. Uh, but I also want to let you know that they're going to be starting up, a, Bill and Becky are actually working on a workshop for uh, how to share your faith uh, with Pastor Matt that's going to be coming up as well. So we've got some exciting things uh, as we move into this new year. So be sure and uh, visit our website frequently for updates. If you have not yet downloaded our app, um, you can do that uh, as well. Um, so just uh, text 77977 to that number, text uh, Springbrook app or text Springbrook, and you'll get all the links to get you set up so that you can be connected uh, to what God's doing uh, in and through this local body of Christ. So um, I just want to welcome you this morning. Uh, we are glad that you're with us today. We're going to be looking at part two of starting the new year right. And it's funny to think about, as of today, 2% of this new year is already gone. <laughs> think about how fast we're going to move through this new year. In fact, every single week that goes by is another 2% of the year that's going to go by. So we're losing 2% a week. And so it's amazing how fast we're going to move through this week. Psalm 90:12 reminds us of the importance of numbering our days. It says, number your days so that you might get a heart of wisdom. It's wise for you to understand where you are in the year. It's wise for you to step back and, and think about what are my priorities, what are my goals, and not just do it at the beginning of the year, but constantly do that throughout the year as you think about, are you where God has you? Are you in God's will for your life? And so it's important for us to number our days and to think about where we are in the year. Now, it's the beginning of the new year, so it's really easy, but uh, it's an exciting time for us to be able to celebrate as we move into this new year um, together. Uh, last year, we looked at the importance of uh, setting ourselves apart, and we looked at the fact that if there's any hope that we have in this new year, it has nothing to do with what's out there. The things in this world are going to let us down. We looked at the fact that our hope comes from being in Christ alone. We talked about our identity and what it means to set ourselves apart. And we looked at starting with a heart of confession as we think back on this past year. What are some opportunities? What are some of the, what's some of the baggage that we want to leave behind that we don't want to bring into the new year? You know, what are some areas that we can confess that we can just take stock in as we come before a holy God? And we looked at taking responsibility for ourselves, for our behaviors, for our attitudes as we set ourselves apart for what God would have for us this year. And then we looked at the importance of turning our hearts and our minds towards him through worship. And so that's how we kicked off this series. You know, when I was a kid, I used to have an Etch-A-Sketch. I don't know if you've ever played with one of those. Uh, my kids had one too, but it had two knobs on it and you could write on the screen. And if you didn't like what it had on the screen, you could turn it upside down and you could shake it. So it was called an Etch-A-Sketch. My, my uh, grandson's got one now. It's finger painting. And so you can paint on it with your fingers. And if you don't like it, you can just slide you know, something across the screen. It clears it so you can start over. You know, many of us, as we came out of 2020, were wanting to treat it like an Etch-A-Sketch. Let's just start over this year. And we went right into the new year. And guess what? We went right into the same stuff. You know, we want to start over because we, we think that there's going to be something better. But, you know, there, the, the question is, is when we start over, you know, what are you going to do differently? You know, I don't know if you've ever been writing a paper. You know, I have, uh, I've been writing, you know, I, I print. And so sometimes I'll get about halfway through and I'll think, oh, it doesn't sound good. And so I'll tear the sheet off and I'll throw it away and I'll start over. Or maybe you're a drawer. If you're, an art, if you're into art, you know, you'll be drawing something. You don't like something, you tear it off and you, and you start over. 
You know, many of us wanted to tear that page off of 2020, and we wanted to start afresh with 2021. But the question is, is what do we want to write on this new page that God has for us? You know, every one of us is starting the new year with different expectations. We all have different experiences. We all have different expectations for the new year. We're all starting at different, different points. But there's something that we all share in common. There's, there's three principles that apply to each of us no matter what's going on in our lives or what our thoughts are about this new year. There's three principles that will guide us as we think about what it means to start the new year with a clean slate. We need to understand our identity. We need to understand our priorities. And we need to understand our goals. Those three priorities, those three principles are what we're going to be looking at this morning. I should have a slide for that as well. Three principles. Identity, our identity, our priority, and our goals. The first principle that we want to look at this morning is uh, what it means to understand our identity. What is our identity? In John 15, Jesus is talking with other disciples. He's moving through um, just different areas of uh, uh, Jerusalem. He's moving through uh, different uh, parts of you know, the areas that he's working through. And in John chapter 15, in verse 5, which I'm going to find now, we get that up on, it's not going to come up on the screen, is it? (laughs) In John chapter 15, Jesus talks to the disciples about reminding them about what their identity is. John 15 says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. Oh, here we go. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I am him, it is him that will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so Jesus is setting up for us what, where we find our identity. He is the vine. And so if you think about a grapevine, a vine is something that has roots. It goes deep into the ground. It pulls water up for the plants. A vine is something that is life-giving. It is the main part, of, it's the main trunk of a larger system. And so then we are the branches. You know, the branches come off of the vine. They're connected to it, but they are dependent on the life-giving power that comes through the vine for what God would have for the vine. And, and we have, we have the, they, they have leaves on them, and the leaves collect the sunlight, and, uh, and, and the vines bear the fruit. And, and when you look through a collection of vines, it's, you get a crop. And with this crop, you get a bunch of fruit. And so Jesus is telling his disciples, I am the vine and and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I am him, it is he that is going to bear much fruit. Our identity is as branches and, and Jesus is that vine. And we need to abide in him if we're going to bear fruit. You see, what's important to know about this passage is, is that he says, whoever abides in me, we do the abiding, but he is in us. You see, we abide, but Jesus is in each of us. When you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, he comes in. The Spirit of God is external in the life of someone that doesn't have a relationship with Christ, and then we ask Christ to come into our life, and he takes up residence. Jesus Christ is in you if you have asked him to come in. This is settled. That is a settled issue. When you ask Christ to come into your life, he comes in, and there's no Nothing else for you to do. He just takes up residence in you, and it's a permanent residence. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, Paul's writing this, and he says, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed, were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit, with this promise, 
who has given us a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. When you heard the good news about Christ and you asked him to come into your life, he did that. It might not feel like it. You might not know what that looks like. But the reality is, as we ask Christ to come into our life, he in fact does it. He promises to do it. And then he seals us with his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into a person at the point that they ask Christ in. And then as a part of that redeeming, that new identity, we get baptized. But the Holy Spirit indwells the life of every believer that asks him to come in. And then the best part about this passage is it says, you were sealed. It is locked inside of you. You know, in the New Testament, when you talked about sealing a letter, you'd fold the letter up and then you'd take a, a piece of wax and you'd take your insignet ring and you would push it down so that nobody could open that seal up. And we have the signet ring of the Holy Spirit that has sealed himself inside of us. The Holy Spirit is in each of us. And so when we go back to look at our passage of John 15, John, John says that, you know, I'll go ahead and go to the next verse. In John 15, in the, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is, in him, it is he that will bear much fruit. The Holy Spirit is in us, but we have to abide in him. And so that abiding is something that we have to do on an ongoing basis. Abiding is something, is, is doing the work to build a relationship. That's what abiding in Christ is. It's doing the work to build our relationship with him. It's reading his word. It's about meditating on his word. It's about surrounding ourselves with others that can encourage us in our faith. And so our abiding in him is doing the work to build our relationship with him. And that word of, for abiding, it means that it's something that we do continuously without ceasing. To abide in something is to remain in place. It's to remain steadfast. It's to constantly be working towards. The verb tense there reflects that it's something that we're doing now forever into eternity. And so a abide in Christ is something that we're constantly having to work towards. And so when the Holy Spirit comes in us, we are justified by faith through faith. Through faith. We stand before a holy God and, we're, and, and we have a relationship with him. That's something happens one time when we ask Christ to come into our life. But then the ongoing work of becoming Christ-like, the ongoing work of growing on our relationship is something that we are doing for the rest of our lives. You know, the, the $10 word for that is it's called being sanctified. It's sanctification. It's, it's growing to be more and more like Christ on a daily basis. And sometimes that's a struggle, isn't it? Because the world wants to pull us back. But we have to, because of our identity, remain steadfast in abiding in our love for him. You know, you need to know this morning, my friends, that your identity is not in your job. Your identity is not in how much money you make. Your identity is not in where you go to school. Your identity is not based on the friends that you have. And I can tell you that your identity most certainly is not based on your political affiliation. That is not where we find our identity. Those are all worldly things. The Bible tells us that our identity is found in Christ and in Christ alone. 
And as we move into this new year, we've been set apart for such a time as this, but we need to understand that our identity relies on who we are in Christ. That's an important first principle. And if you want to begin this new year with a clean slate, it begins, number one, by understanding your identity in Christ and the fact that he is in you. That's an important first principle. The second principle I want to look at stems from um, setting priorities. You know, if we're going to move into this new year, if we're really going to start with a clean slate, if we're really going to start over, if we're going to set ourselves apart for what God has for us, we need to first understand our identity. And then the second thing that we need to do is we need to set some priorities. And I tell you, there's a lot of things that compete for our time, our talents, our treasures. There's a lot of things that can confuse us when it comes to priorities, isn't it? And so let me ask you, what are some of the priorities that you have in your life? You, know, you might have a priority of you know, being a good husband or a good wife or a good parent, a father or mother, a good employee, or you might have some priorities with regard to how you manage your finances or your household or where you're going to spend your time. We have priorities. We all set different priorities. Intentionally or not, there are things that are important to you. Even if you don't write them down, you can look at your life and look back at where you spend your time, your talents and your treasure, those kind of things. Those set for you your priorities. So we all have different priorities that we operate off of. The real question is, have we set intentional priorities that are going to grow us in our faith and help us to accomplish all that God would have for us? In Galatians chapter 15, Paul writes this. He says, I say that you are to walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And so I want to stop there for a second, because if you look at this passage, there's two choices that we have. Paul's writing here, he says, I encourage you to walk by the Spirit, and then you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh set its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. They're, they're in opposition to each other. And so when it comes to our priorities, we can choose to walk by the spirit or we can choose to walk by the flesh. And those are, those are decisions, those are priorities that each one of us make on a, on a daily basis. We are constantly deciding whether we should do what God wants us to do or whether we should do what we want to do. Those things are in opposition You know, the flesh is opposed to the Spirit. It's against the Spirit. Our flesh, our attitudes, our behaviors, all of those things that are not God's best for us, those are decisions that are of the flesh. We make decisions all the time that we're thinking, well, I'm not sure if I should do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so our flesh is constantly at war against the Spirit. There's an internal strife that we, we have to, when we go through our decision-making, it says, am I going to do what I want to do or what, am I going to do what God has for me to do? And those are intention. And you don't have to look very far to see where those start to break down, do you? You know, we look around us all the time and we, we know when people are making decisions that are outside of what God would have for us. We see that all the time. And we're constantly being forced to make decisions about whether we're going to work in our flesh or not. And then the Spirit is against the flesh. You know, the Holy Spirit brings conviction. He brings other people into your life that says, well, maybe this is, there's a better way to do this. And so the Holy Spirit is against the flesh as well. 
God's word is against the flesh. When we're reading down through the scripture, it goes, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. All we have to do is evaluate our lives against scripture, and we'll see really quickly how, how easy it is to get disconnected from what God would have for us and what, and what we find in our flesh. And you see that in our culture. You, it is amazing how broken this world is and how easily it is to see how we can get separated from flesh or spirit. And so we need to set priorities that are focused on walking in the spirit. Those fleshly desires are actually fleshed out. Um, Paul would go on to write in Galatians chapter 22, and I just listen along as I read this. It says this, uh, beginning in verse 19, the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident. In other words, when the flesh is working, everybody's looking at that going, wow, this is just not right. (laughs) It's, It's kind of this collective, wow, something's not right here. The works of the flesh, they're evident. And then it gives us a list, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivals, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. And this is not a comprehensive list because he would say, and things like these. There's things like these. And I'm warning you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so there's a warning for us about living according to the flesh. The warning is, is that if we, if we set our desires there, then God's word has no part in us. We, we can't claim to be Christ followers and then live like we're not. We have to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. And when you look down through this list, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's somewhat comprehensive. I would encourage you that if you've got a good study Bible, um, that you just maybe spend some time, go back and look some of these words up. It's uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 uh, through 21. You know, we use the, uh, we use the uh, Blue Letter Bible. All of our small group leaders uh, have resources that we've given them. Um, if you're following along on our uh, Bible reading plan uh, on uh, springbrook.org slash 2021 plan, um, I've got a link uh, for you there uh, to a site called Blue Letter Bible. And it is a fantastic site. It's got resources. It's got commentaries. You can hover over the words and you can do word lookups. And uh, it's a great resource for you um, to help you to study God's word. Because sometimes you look down through this list and you think, well, I don't have to worry. I'm not, I'm a, I'm not a drunkard. I'm not going to participate in orgies. And, you know, so some of these words at first glance, you, can, you feel like you can kind of rule some of them out. But it's really interesting because when you look at things like the word sexual uh, immorality, it comes from the word, the Greek word pornea. And, and, and what, what Paul is writing there is um, it's not just, it's where we get the word porn and it's not just something that um, we struggle with with our eyes. But, you know, pornea has, um, has to do with any sexual relationship that uh, is entered into outside of the context of one man and one woman in marriage. And so when you talk about, when you talk about, uh, when you talk about sexual immorality, uh, when you dive deep and look at what that word is, it applies to a lot of areas in our lives. It's not just guarding our minds, but making sure that there's integrity and that there's, there's God-honoring uh, values in our relationships with one another. And when you look at the word uh, unclean, it comes from the Greek word lefarsa. Uh, and uh, that means unclean, it's extravagant, uh, wasteful spending. And so when we look at 
in being impure, it's not just being tainted, but it's wasteful spending. It's, it's being extravagant and, and putting yourself first in, in your spending. And so impurity takes on all kinds of meanings. Idolatry comes from anything that we put before God. Anything. Cars, family, children, jobs. Anything that is a priority for us over God is idolatry. And we all struggle with that. We all have things that sneak into our lives that consume our time, talents, and treasures. And we all get, it's easy to get our priorities out of, out of whack, isn't it? So that's idolatry. Rivalries is to put oneself forward. You know, early in uh, Aristotle's writings, he used that same Greek word. And uh, he used it uh, in the context of seeking a political office by unfair means. <laughs> that's, what, that's where the rivalries are. You know, when, and when Paul writes in Philippians 2, 3, he tells the church, don't dispute with one another. Don't have rivalries. Be united in Christ. Don't put yourself above others. We are united in who we are in Christ as members of one another. It's important that we understand our identity together as the body of Christ. And so as you go down through this list, it's really easy to dismiss some of those. But the issue is, is that even if you can dismiss some of them, we don't want any of them in our lives. You know, to walk by the flesh is to be a slave or to be pulled into an area of our lives that Paul's identifying here and many others. I don't know. We all have different things that conflict uh, with, our, with our priorities. It looks different for everyone. But the point is, is that we need to examine ourselves so that we don't walk by the flesh. Our priority needs to be walking by the Spirit. We need to let Jesus Christ not just be our Savior, but our Lord. Our Lord is somebody that is over us, provides direction, cares for us, speaks to us. And as we read God's Word and it transforms our life, we grow in our relationship with Him and we're giving Him His rightful place in our life. And so we need to walk by the Spirit. We need to let Him guide our life. You know, if, uh, if God is your co-pilot, then, then you're in the wrong seat. <laughs> you know, we need to put God first in our lives and make our priorities around his priorities. We need to let his will be our will. That's one of the things I love about the Lord's Prayer. Not my will, but what? But your will be done. And so we need to put God first if we're going to walk by the Spirit. And walking by the Spirit is our making the choice. It's, it's making the choice, making it a priority to choose Jesus. As we prepare to move into the new year, which is already 2% of the way over, and think about some principles that we want to apply to our life as we move through this new year, we need to make sure that we understand our identity and we need to understand our priorities. And then the third thing that we need to do is we need to set goals. We need to set some goals by walking by the Spirit. What does it mean to have goals of walking by the Spirit? Well, the good news is Paul outlines those for us. Uh, continuing on in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, he says this, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And so our goal is to walk by the Spirit. And he gives us nine great goals, nine, 
nine areas of our life that we can pray for as we move into this new year. We can be praying for fruit. You know, to walk by the Spirit is to pray for fruit. Let's go back and look at that passage again. Walk, the fruit of the Spirit is what? Is, is these things. If we're going to walk by the Spirit, the goal should be fruit. And so we're looking for fruit in our lives. And this list is not a list of nine things that we can just get to pick from. You know, it's, it's designed to be something that is, that's it, bundled together. And so we need to have all nine of these things in our lives. And so it's not as if I can say, well, I've got patience and I've got kindness. I can really work on self-control. And so this list is not presented for us as a list of choices that we can make, but it's rather it's presented as a singular idea for what it means to bear fruit in our lives. And so we should be working to attain these things in our lives. Now, we can step back and we can take a look at this list and say, well, there's some areas that we need to work on, but the goal is to work on all of them. And so saying, hey, I got eight out of nine ain't bad. Guess what? It is bad. Work on nine. <laughs> and so we need to set some goals for our, ourselves as we move through this new year that will enable us to walk by the Spirit. That's a great goal. So let's look at this list. There's nine things that we can look through. Love. You know, love is not a feeling. If you want to know what love is, look at 1 Corinthians 13. Love is being patient with one another. It's, it's enduring with one another. It's giving others the benefit of the doubt. There's a, there's a biblical definition for what love is. And it, it's different than what we find in this world. When you think about what it means to have joy, joy is something that we have inside of us in spite of our circumstances. It means that no matter what's going on in my life, no matter how bad it is, no matter how messed it is, I, I can still find joy because of who I am in Christ. It relates back to understanding our identity. And so when I understand my identity in Christ, and when I've chosen to walk by the Spirit, and I, and I recognize that, I'm able to find joy in spite of whatever circumstances are going on around me. You know, it's interesting. I, I intentionally avoided TV last week. I mean, I knew it was going to be messy. I'm trying to work off of Facebook. I'm trying the MeWe thing. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to try to, to keep my blinders on. You know, sometimes I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm an ostrich with my head stuck in the stand. I don't want to ignore these things because I know they're important. There's issues that are happening in, in my community. There's issues that are happening in our church. There's issues that are happening in our nation. There's things that we need to be aware of. But we're, but we're not ignoring those issues. We're saying that we're choosing to walk by the Spirit instead of the flesh. And so rather than work on a sermon series that's going to address the political divide in our country, rather than talking about those issues and bringing them into this pulpit and, and bringing them into our church, we're going to say, I know there's some stuff going on in this world, but I want to tell you this morning, my friends, no matter what's going on out there, if you are securing your identity in Christ and you have your priorities set and you are walking by the Spirit, you're going to experience joy and peace that transcends all understanding, that no matter what's going on out there, you can experience these things. These are great goals. And as you look, continue to look down through the list, patience as you bear with one another. Patience is that, hey, this is not going the way that I think it should right now, but I know God is sovereign. I know God is in control and I can be patient as I wait on what he wants to accomplish. Just like he's patient with us. I am so grateful that God is long-suffering for me. God is patient as he waits to accomplish the work that he wants to accomplish in my life. If I look at God's standards and everything that I'm supposed to be doing, if I got judged against perfection, hey, guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the mark because none of us is perfect. 
God is continually shaping us and molding us. He is the potter and we are the clay. And, and he is constantly molding us as we walk by the Spirit and attain Christ-likeness. And so patience is one of those areas that enables us to be patient with others just like God is patient with us. Being kind. You know, kindness. If we just all took one step forward and being kind to one another, can you think of what an impact it would be if we just moved our, our entire congregation over towards taking steps of kindness to one another, to our friends, to our neighbors, to those in our workplace, those that you go to school with, those who you're frustrated with on the Zoom call. <laughs> if we started taking these steps of walking towards the Spirit, then God's going to grow us in our faith. Goodness, faithfulness. Faithfulness is being assured of those things that you can't see, but you're still trusting that God, you know, faithfulness is a great goal. I'm constantly praying, God, increase my faith. Gentleness, you know, being gentle when somebody's wronged us or hurt us, or it's talking kindly in return. It's not just, it's not just a physical kind of a thing, but it's our speech. You know, when we get upset, does our speech reflect kindness and gentleness? Does it reflect self-control? I've seen a lot of the number nine go out the window this past week. I don't know about you. These are great goals. And so as we think about moving into this new year, as we think about starting the new year right, even though we're on the second week and 2% of the week's gone, you know, we're going to constantly be working towards these things as we move towards the new year. It's still the new year in my mind. I, I've been working on some plans for 2021, I, or 2022 actually. <laughs> and so it's interesting to think about, you know, many of the plans of man, you know, we need to be planners. You know, but as you think about this new year, as you think about, 2021 right now. It's still new. Many people are still getting back to work. We're still trying to find our footing. We're still a lot of questions to be answered. Kids, you know, in person, hybrid, you know, there's still a lot of things to work out. But we're starting off on this new year. And I want to make sure that as we kick this off together, that we are secure in understanding who God's called us to be. We need to understand our identity in Christ. We need to understand our priorities. And we need to understand our goals. Starting with a clean slate, starting the new year right, means I understand these priorities, and I'm putting them into practice in my life. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation, and you've been sealed up with him, and our goal is to walk with him. I'm in Christ, and he is in me. That's our identity. It's not, it's not where you work, what you make, how much. Our identity is in Christ and in him alone. Our priorities are to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh, and we need to set some goals to bear fruit. And so it's my prayer for each of us as we continue to move through this new year that these principles would, would guide us, that we could set 2021 20, up to be one that is God-honoring, one that's got clarity as to his leading. You know, I know we've had, uh, you know, uh, some, just some really difficult times, but I am so grateful for who we have been called to be together. You know, Bethany's testimony was about what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. And that is so important because we need each other. We need to encourage one another. Hebrews 10, 24 says this. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our assembling together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Does anybody see the day drawing near? I mean, if you think about how things are going right now, how many conversations? I've had, I've had several people ask me about Revelation, end times. Is, is this the end? It is going to be so much worse than it is right now. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. You know what? As you start seeing the day drawing near, our goal is not to try to figure out when it is. 
Jesus himself does not know when he's going to return. Only the Father in heaven knows when Christ is going to return. We are not to concern ourselves with those end times. They're going to happen. You don't have to worry about him getting here. Our goal is to draw near to him, to encourage one another, so that we're not distracted by the things that are happening out there, but that we're secure in who we are. Our identity is secure. Our priorities are straight, and our goals are straight. And so a good goal for us as we move through this year is to encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, it's been so exciting to see how many of uh, you have signed up for our Bible reading plan. We have over 50 people that have signed up uh, for our Bible reading plan. It is exciting to see uh, what I know, I know is going to happen because when you get people together that are reading God's word together, that are studying it together and applying it to their lives together, I know for a fact God is going to do something. God's going to do something. How can he not? You have that many people that are seeking after him, that are wanting to abide out in him and, and, and turn to him. And when we do that collectively, there's power in who we've been called to be together. And so if you haven't signed up for that Bible reading plan, I'd encourage you to start now because the further we get into the year, the further it's going to be. I missed one day the other day and I had to catch up. And so three chapters became six. You know, the further behind we get, you know, the harder it is sometimes to keep up. But I want to encourage you, even if you get a little bit behind, don't beat yourself up. If you get behind, leave it behind and just start with the next day. Because you know what? God is not watching your check marks. Our goal is to be in God's word every single day. And if you can finish the Bible in a year, that's great. I asked everybody that was reading that Bible reading plan this year to pick a goal. Is your goal to read through the whole Bible? Is your goal just to start to develop a habit or routine of Bible intake? Is your goal just to talk to other people about what you're reading? And so I'd encourage you each to pick a goal. Whatever your goal is, anytime, any time that you spend in God's word is going to be a good. I can tell you, it's not going to let you down. So pick something. But if you want to join with us along that, uh, on that Bible reading plan, I want to encourage you to jump in on that. Uh, springbrook.org slash 2021 plan. You can join us on version. We've got some journals that are still out in the lobby. Uh, if you're not with us, or you're, uh, if you're watching online, if you want to just stop by our office, um, you can uh, stop by and pick up one of those journals. On the website is all, actually the link. Uh, you can order your journal as well. But don't beat yourself up about the journal. Sometimes journaling is nothing more than saying, hey, I read this verse and God, I'm praying for that. And so God's not waiting for you to write a, a theological treaty. He's not waiting for you to write a term paper. But just jot some notes down about you know, what you're praying for and, 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 and what you're learning as, as, as you read through scripture together. I want to encourage you um, to make this year one that, we, that we're setting apart and we're going to abide in him and we're going to encourage each other along that way. And so if you're reading something I, on that uh, website as well, you can join our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group and a MeWe group. It's an opportunity for us to pray for one another, encourage one another. But I am so looking forward to what God's going to do uh, through us and in us this next year. If you're watching with us online this morning, I just want to encourage you. If you do not have a relationship with Christ, if you have not asked Christ to come into your life, that's step one. That's a great first goal because Christ needs to be in us we need to ask his spirit to be in us, and we need to be sealed if we're going to walk by the spirit. Because walking by the spirit is not something that you can do on your own. And walking by the spirit is not going to give you points if you don't have a relationship with Christ. It's not about coming to church. It's not about being a good person. We need to ask Christ to come into our life. We need to understand that our identity relies on who we are in him and him in us. And so if you don't have a relationship with Christ, we would love the opportunity to talk with you about that. 
And so there's a uh, place for you uh, online. You can click that link. I want to know more about a relationship with Christ. Or maybe today you just want to make the decision to say, hey, God, I don't know, I don't know all the details of this, but as best as I know how, I want to ask you to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. We want to encourage you to make that decision. And if you've got questions about that, we would love the opportunity to help you to answer questions. And so there's a place for you to fill out that online connection card where you can just, uh, you know, click that little link to say, hey, I want to know more about a relationship with Christ. But as we move into this new year, it begins by being secure in our identity. We want you to be secure in your identity and who you are in Christ. And if you're with us this morning uh, here in person, on the back of that um, uh, connection card, there's a place for you to indicate any um, interest that you might have in having a relationship with Christ. Or maybe you're interested in baptism. Um, we've got our baptisms set up now. We'll do those during the week. Um, we'll meet you where you are. We encourage people to get baptized with us on Sunday morning. It's a great way to celebrate who we are together. And so we encourage people to, to join us on Sunday morning for baptism. Uh, but if you're not comfortable being in person, then we'll meet you where you're at. We'll schedule something midweek, and you'll hope you'll let us record. So we saw a great video last week of a good friend of mine, Jeff, that got baptized. And so we want to celebrate those decisions with you. But let's set this year apart as an opportunity to seek all that God would have for us, individually and collectively as the body of Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, I just want to thank you for this day you've given us today. I thank you for this new year that you've brought us into. I've got to thank you for just the joy and the hope that we have in Christ. Um, I just recognize that um, many friends and family and loved ones um, did not make it into this new year. God, we are surrounded um, by the um, results uh, of this virus that is claiming the lives of so many. We're praying for the safety of uh, so many. God, I know that there's many things um, that can distract us from what you would have for us. Um, But God, I just pray that in spite of what's going on out there in the world, um, that um, in our flesh we can set those things aside and uh, we can walk by your Spirit. I pray that you would give us joy and patience and uh, kindness, gentleness, self-control. God, I pray that we would walk by your Spirit and that we would bear fruit in our lives. And um, God, we just want to continue to seek after you as we move through this new year. And uh, God, thank you that we have been set apart for such a time as this. I thank you for the opportunity that we have um, just to encourage each other as uh, we start with a clean slate as we anticipate all that you would have for us. And uh, God, we commit this day to you. Uh, we, can, you know, we commit this new year to you. And uh, God, we do all these things for your glory. I pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I want to let you know, uh, next week we're going to be kicking off a new five-week series. It's called The Presence of God. And um, I am so excited about this series. Um, we're going to look at what it means to be in the presence of God physically and what it means to have the presence of God with us spiritually uh, as we move through uh, uh, this series. I am really looking forward to it. It's a great opportunity to invite friends, family. I hope you can join us uh, online or in person. Um, but I just want to let you know, be praying about that series. Um, uh, uh, Pastor Tim and I have got that thing all mapped out right now. And then after that, uh, Pastor Tim and Pastor Matt and I are working on a, uh, a series of going through Leviticus as we move towards Easter. And so we've got some exciting things that we're working on summer. You know, we have a sermon outline that we're kind of putting together for this uh, year. And so it's, it's really funny because, and then and we're looking at the book of 1 John uh, for our small group uh, sermon alignment uh, coming up this fall. We've got some exciting things that I know God's going to do in and through us as we move through this new year. I'm glad you're with us today, and I hope you have a uh, blessed day. Thank you for being with us. Uh, may the peace and the glory of God just rest on you today. Have a fantastic day, and thanks for being here.